You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Spot Money News. Well, welcome back, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Weekly Wrap-Up here on Sprott Money News. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us again today is our friend Eric Sprott himself. Eric, how are you hey, doing Craig. on this fine Friday? Well, I'm doing okay. You know, it hasn't been a great week for us yet again, but... Uh... Uh, lots of interesting things happening that uh, I'm sure uh, we can discuss that will be informing to uh, your listeners. Yeah, I tell you, uh, we finally got it. I, I, it. It dawned on me this week when I read it somewhere that it had been nine years since the Fed yeah. had hiked rates in any way. And it, it's just astonishing that it's been nine years. But it did happen. They uh, uh, Janet Yellen has promised that there's more to come, which we'll see about that. But I just want to get your thoughts on the events of Wednesday and how that might affect markets going forward. Sure. Well, as you know, as you properly point out, nine years. Uh, I, I, when I think of the last four years, that you know, gold's gone from nineteen hundred to ten fifty because this rate increase was coming, which they kept promising us and never delivered on, and finally uh, it arrived. Uh, but I really believe that it arrived because the Fed was really backed into a corner. Uh, people were losing confidence in their ability to uh, to right the economy and, I, I, and and save the dollar. I think probably the dollar is every bit as important as anything else here. Um, and I'm absolutely convinced that as the the uh, data dependent information comes in, that we're going to see a very very slow march. And even if it got to one percent, I mean, it's hard to get to make some other financial instrument more interesting than gold in my mind. I mean, who cares about 1% in a year? Not that I even necessarily believe they'll get to 1%. So I think they had to do it, as they expressed last week. Uh, I, th- I think it will prove to be a policy error as we see these economic data points just, you know, falling off the table, whether it's, I think it was the Empire State Index was uh, showing recession, the Philadelphia Fed Index was showing recession, the Bloomberg Confidence Index was hitting a new low. I mean, there's all kinds of economic data points, uh, a lot of them around, of course, any resources, um, anything to do with transportation, whether it's uh, dry bulk or uh, oil uh, chartering, um, truck uh, car truck loadings, rail car loadings are all showing that uh, the economy continues to be very, very weak and declining fast. So uh, it seems like a very inappropriate thing to do, but I think they were forced to do it to sound like they were in the game again. And uh, I know lots of people expect that this could get reversed if we have some kind of continuation of the market fall that we had yesterday. Uh, then the Fed might uh, want to reconsider uh, the increase. All about maintaining that illusion that everything is still, everything's fine. And it hasn't been fine now since 2007 or 8. You know, you, you talk about the indicators that are already pointing toward or indicating recession. One of the things that, one of the traditional Keynesian measures that people look for per, for predicting recession is a flattening of the yield curve. And she certainly accomplished that. The two-year note here in the U.S. is up to 1% right on the nose, but the 10-year note is only about 225. So we've got only a 1.25% or 125 basis point difference. That's a pretty flat yield curve. As that predicts recession for 2016, it also predicts some trouble for bond funds, uh, particularly high-yield bond funds. And I know there are some folks listening to us today that that probably are investors in high-yield funds because they've been searching for yield in this zero-interest-rate environment. 
I, I know you've got some, some thoughts and some warnings on, on these high-yield funds. We've already seen some close and, and, and gate to redemptions, not allowing redemptions. Uh, what do you think about that situation and how that might worsen next year? Well, I think it's the absolute telling point of where we are and the fact that these triple C's are trading up over 17%. I think they've gone from 8% to 17%. And uh, all of your listeners should think very hard about that because it's showing some signs of almost panic in the bond market of all things. And, of course, it's uh, spread into um, to, uh, corporate bonds, um, and it's spread into uh, levered loan uh, valuations, and all these charts are simply falling off the, the, uh, the, the cliff here. And the bond market is, is always a little more astute than the stock market. It's telling you that there's problems out there, which, of course, we know there's problems. I mean, think of uh, all the companies whose earnings are going down because they're in the resource area. Uh, we keep seeing these consolidations of big companies where all they do is lay off people so they can theoretically uh, either generate more earnings or save on taxes. Uh, the whole CapEx thing is an utter disaster in the U.S., which we see by you know, orders for trucks and Caterpillar equipment and all those things. I mean, they have fallen dramatically here. So uh, people have to be aware that there have been warning shots fired in the credit market that were not in good times. And there, of course, also warning shots have been fired in the stock market uh, that are suggesting uh, we should be wary. And maybe we should talk to that. I mean, the advanced decline line has been very weak considering where the market is. I think I saw a data point where something like 70% of the stocks are below their 200-day moving average. Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's, I, one of the things that I think people have to watch out for, we're seeing uh, some downgrades on Apple here because I think Morgan Stanley came out and said the iPhone sales will be down 6.5% next year. I think Apple is very close to being down 20% off its high, which, of course, is a very key number here, and it's a big part of the indices. So uh, that will be instructive to watch. You make an interesting point about a big part of the uh, the index in that I, I saw a chart yesterday that Zero Hedge tweeted out, <clears throat> excuse me, that plotted the regular S&P S &P 500, which is a, uh, a market cap or a float weighted index, which means about 14 companies make up 25% of the index, not equally weighted. But if you plot a chart equally weighting the 500 companies, giving them all two-tenths of 1% weighting, that thing's going straight down. Uh, that gets straight. that breadth you're talking about. It's going straight down, and it's essentially in a bear market. And it's, by the way, there's a lots of markets in the world in a bear market. I mean, we've had a lot of carnage, for example, here in Canada. Uh, most of the emerging markets have had, uh, you know, huge declines this year. And, and one of the other stunning facts is these currency changes. I mean, we have our Canadian dollar is now almost... You know, we got to pay 140 to the uh, to get a U.S. dollar, and it's depreciated by something over 20 percent this year. We just saw Argentina devalue 29 percent, and every time I see those things, and particularly the Argentinian thing, which I think is very interesting, anybody who would have owned gold in Argentina wouldn't have suffered the decline in purchasing power. And and as these currencies are are declining worldwide. You'd think that more and more people would figure it out. They got to own gold here to hang in, and they, of course they look at the U.S. price of gold, which has not done well. 
but in, in whether it's rubles or peso, Mexican pesos or Argentinian pesos or Canadian dollars, Australian dollars, the price of gold's done very well. Thank you very much. And considering that the market, the stock market is providing no return this year, it looks like the bond market might provide a negative return this year. Gold, with its modest increase in some of these currencies, is going to win the race at the end of the year. So you would think it would bring more people into the game here. Well, that is all part of uh, what seems to have been the plan for the last couple of years. If we can keep gold down and, and sentiment down and price trending lower, that physical demand can be contained here in the West as well. But boy, it's not going to zero, so that means it's got to turn around at some point. Certainly looks to me on my end and, and what we talk about on my site that uh, the 2016 should at least be the year where we turn the corner after three straight years of headed down, uh, at least in uh, U.S. dollar pricing. Right. What do you well, see, Eric? Well, Craig, I agree with you. But, you know, one of the problems for some of us, myself certainly, is, uh, you know, I've always looked at the, the, the supply demand and said, well, you know, it's got to go up because you just see all this buying coming in, which is still happening this year. I mean, they have theoretically this new entrant in the market of China who's buying about 5% of the gold as they announce their monthly purchases. The Russians are buying large quantities here. And they, of course, the coin sales were as robust as can be around the world as were silver coin sales. And nothing seems to ever affect the price, but we get right back to the thing that you and I hate the most, the paper markets. Yep. And, uh, you know, these the banks have been accused of rigging so many markets, whether it's Forex, LIBOR, credit default swaps now. I mean, there's nothing that they haven't touched. And, of course, we see them active in the gold market. And it's always, you know, they're just ripping the table off every six months. Hopefully, we'll get another. We didn't get such a great cut report last week. I think the commercials probably... Um, uh, increased uh, their short position by uh, 10,000. Yep. It'll be interesting to see what happened this week with, you know, these raids that happened on on the market. The raid uh, yesterday when it went down like $23 in an hour and a half just seemed totally uh, out of sync with anything that was going on. Uh, but as you and I both believe, there are forces at work that want to keep the dollar looking strong, even though the safest thing I can ever predict is that the U.S. is going to go bankrupt and on that vein, I was noticing a little article this morning where I think it's 400,000, uh, uh, I think it's United Steelworkers or one of the union, um, one of the labor unions was informed that their pensions might be cut by 70% because of all the losses in their, mm. in their pension funds. And the reason I go there, it's the same with the U.S. There's no money in the Social Security Fund. Yep. So somebody's going to be disappointed someday. It's coming down the line here. And to stand back and think that it's going to hold together, it's impossible to hold together. I'm not predicting what's going to break. But uh, there could be things happening very quickly in these markets, which I think might bring people to gold. I mean, pretty well 90% of the population would, would have been better off owning gold this year. It's just in U.S. dollars that it doesn't look good yet. So our time will come. I, uh, of course, I always expected we're going to see a ramp up in gold here as people really sit down and assess the um, the financial conditions of these countries. Of course, they're all effectively broke, okay? And somehow between money printing and zero interest rates, they're able to, to trudge along. But um, 
that is not going to carry on too much longer here, particularly with people worrying about what's going on on the bond market here. I would imagine uh, you feel the way I do. Yes, uh, uh, I've, some folks have chastised me for saying it. I'm happy to have owned gold the last three years when I could have held paper assets and I guess made more money for fiat, whatever that for whatever that's worth. And I've always felt that since this all could have unraveled on a, really a moment's notice. Uh, I'm perfectly happy to have held gold all this time, and I will continue to hold gold and accumulate it. You got to be ready. There's no, there's no, nobody knows what is going to happen. But the, uh, some because we're in this financial Ponzi scheme, it's going to happen someday, and uh, we might find that you know there's no time to prepare for it. Something just happens that causes the markets to sink here. Uh, for example, Craig, even in our country. I think the stocks are down something like fifteen percent this year. So no one's done well. I, I could point to in, in gold's up three or four percent this year in Canadian dollar stock market's down fifteen. And now that doesn't mean that all Canadians are rushing to buy gold, but you know it would have been a better investment. And I, and I think it, in most countries it would have been a better investment. So we just got to bring we got to bring the the Americans or get rid of the paper pushers one way or the other it, it will write itself so I'm, I'm i've always been optimistic that the price should go up because of these uh, physical fundamentals uh someday maybe we'll get some conclusion from some of the some of these investigations i know some ubs traders were were charged by somebody for manipulating both forex and gold and silver and we haven't seen any of the details but you just we all know what's happening that's that's the bottom line and, and all manipulations in someday so we could have a rosy future yet. As I said to you, I look forward to the day when we can talk when gold's going up. And it's been a long time since I've been able to do that. But I think 16, we may certainly have that opportunity. Well, Eric, thank you for all you've done here in 2015. You, uh, you've carried the flag for a lot of us uh, gold owners for years now. And I know you're going to do it again in 16. This is our, our final Sprott Money News Weekly Wrap-Up for 2015, at least scheduled uh, final right. last one well, for you this never know year. maybe there's some big increase <laughs> next week we better get on the line and yeah. celebrate right? and, and we will do it if we need to that's for sure okay but uh well, thank you thank you very much for everything this year okay craig and all the best to you and your listeners uh, and hope they all have a, a wonderful season and uh have a have a, a very bountiful 2016 all the best to you yes and from all of us here it's brought money news happy holidays to everybody listening and we look forward to a great 2016